Welcome to the Pathway Church Podcast, where you'll find fresh messages uploaded weekly. Pathway Church is a Bible-based church located in Peterborough, Ontario, and we're on a mission to reach people far from God and see them become devoted followers of Jesus. We hope that what you hear today will help you to take one step closer to Jesus. Thanks so much for joining us, and if you like what you hear, don't forget to subscribe. Anybody pick up on a theme this morning? Maybe the hat will give it away. Today, uh, today we're celebrating graduates. We're celebrating uh, some of the kids, some of the teens, some of the young adults who are making transitions in their education, careers, and things of that nature. And uh, so today, I thought it would be appropriate to, uh, to talk about graduation. And uh, some of the kids that were here, the smarter than a fifth grader, those grade fives, some of them have been in our children's program for over eight years, and they're now graduating out of the kids' program into volunteering, into youth programming, and into our main service, which is really exciting. And then we have high school students graduating, we have college and university students who are graduating, we have all these transitions taking place this time of year, and it's, uh, it's certainly worth celebrating, wouldn't you agree? This hat's making me feel awkward, I don't know how you're feeling about it, but uh, I'll wear it for a few more minutes, how's that? Um, today I want to kick off this, this theme of graduation by talking about what the word graduate means. I think that's kind of important. So Merriam-Webster defines the word graduate in this way. To graduate means to receive an academic degree or diploma. That's often how we think of graduation, isn't it? You accomplish something. You've learned certain material. You've passed your certification. You get a piece of paper saying you know some things. And that's fantastic, and that's certainly what it means to graduate. But there are two more definitions given in the dictionary. Let's take a look at them. The next definition given is this. To pass from one stage of experience, proficiency or prestige, to a higher one. In other words, that graduation also means to take a step forward into what's next, to take a step into the next level. There's a third definition, and it says this, to change gradually. And I know all of you love changing, but graduation means that you are moving forward, and sometimes it's very gradual, sometimes it's incremental, sometimes it's a giant leap, but we're all to be taking steps forward. This is the idea of graduation, and so... Based on this definition, and by the way, if you're here today, you'll find there were some note cards on every other seat, and so if you like taking notes, since we're on a graduation theme, you go ahead and grab that card and that pen, and there's some blanks for you to fill in as I go through this message. And so if you like filling in blanks, those are just for you, and uh, towards the end of the message, we're going to give you an opportunity for some response. So you go ahead and grab those, and I'm telling you that because you're about to experience uh, an important blank. Based on the definition that I've just given you, graduation is a finish line but it's also a starting line, right? And you know this. When you finish high school, it's like, I finished, I'm finally done with this place, and you throw that hat up in the air from the dollar store, don't worry. And, and you throw that hat in the air, and you're like, I'm finally done. There's this relief, like I'm finished. But guess what? That's just the beginning. Like, you know this. Like, that your, your life doesn't end when you graduate high school. It's just beginning. Even when you finish your college or university or your trade school, and you're like, I'm finally, like, I'm going to get a job, and I'm going to, like, I've arrived. No, it's, it's literally base camp. You're just beginning to ascend the summit. Some people think of marriage as a finish line. It's not. I'll just tell you that. Uh, a couple weeks before I got married, I was working at a factory, and this large man, like, taller than me, big, wide shoulders, he walked up to me, looked me in the eyes, and he says, man is never complete until he's married. And then he's truly finished. And I'm like, no, no, that's not right. Uh, marriage, as, as great as it can be, is not a finish line. It's actually a starting line. 
Uh, maybe some of you have recently had your kids move out of your house and you're entering into this season called Empty Nest. And uh, it is maybe the end of a season, but it is the beginning of what's next. Like, you're, you're not done. And maybe you've recently retired from your place of employment after 30 or 35 or 40 years. It's not the end. It's the end of a season, and you enter into a new one. You graduate to the next level and to what God has next for you. And so today, the title of my message is very simple, Graduating in Grace. Because I believe that God, our Heavenly Father, wants for every single one of us in this room what we want for the little kids that are part of our church, for the teens and young adults. We want them to take a step in their faith, in their education, in their careers. We want them to step forward and continue to graduate day by day, year by year. And our Heavenly Father wants the very same thing for every single one of us. Because if there's breath in our lungs, He's not through with us. And God is constantly inviting all of us to take steps forward in faith, take steps forward in following Him. In fact, that is how uh, the biblical narrative comes to us. There's a man by the name of Abraham in Genesis. And Abraham is called the father of faith and the father of the nation of Israel. And, and Abraham is this man, and God calls this man Abraham. And you know what God says to him? He says, hey, Abraham, I want you to leave your country. I want you to leave your extended family. I want you to leave the comfortable. I want you to leave the familiar. Okay, where are you taking me, God? To a land I'll show you. In other words, I'm not even going to tell you what the final destination is. I'm inviting you into an adventure. Trust me. That's what God invites Abraham into. And Abraham goes. And some of you are thinking, yeah, that's great. We want our teenagers and our young adults to go on adventures, take chances. But I'm 50. I'm 60. I can't do that. Abraham was 75. And God says, follow me into this adventure. Jesus shows up on the scene, does the very same thing. He finds some guys fishing on a boat. You know what he says to them? Follow me. Where are we going, Jesus? Oh, you'll figure it out. He doesn't tell them the destination. He doesn't tell them all the steps they're going to take. He's like, follow me. And what we discover is that God invites all of us to follow him into an adventure, to take steps of faith, to graduate in grace day by day, year by year, trusting him. The problem with that, if you're like me, is I want to know what the next step is. It bothers me if I don't know what the right decision is to make. If I don't know the right path to walk on, it gets under my skin. Anybody else here like to know what's coming next? Like to be in control? Apparently, I'm the only person in the room who feels that way. All right, I got a few people kind of indicating to me that, yes, they love to know what's next. And and this is a tension that exists inside of all of us. Whether you're a high school student who's, who's graduating high school and going, do I do a trade? Do I go to college? Do I go to university? Which school do I go to? Do I move away? Do I stay at home? Uh, and you're faced with all these difficult decisions, and you just wish that somebody would say, here's the next step, do this. Wouldn't that be great? And of course, nobody can give you that answer, so you're, you're, you're uncertain, and it requires a step into the unknown. Or maybe, or maybe uh, you're not a student, but you're trying to figure out if you should move your family for a job, or whether you should sell your business, or whether you should get married or stay single. Like There are big decisions in life that all of us have to make, and we're often uncertain as to what to do. Which step do I take? And so today, I wanted to tell you today how you can know exactly what the next step is. No, I'm actually not going to tell you that, because I don't know. I don't know. This This is one of the questions that pastors get the most. I call it the WOG question. Can we all say WOG? It's a fun word to say, 
and it stands for will of God. So whenever I'm reading my Bible, I go through, and if there's a verse that, that addresses this question of how do we know the will of God, I write wog in the margin of my Bible. So if I ever die and you guys are looking through it, you can see. I've been trying to figure this out for a long time. Um, there isn't a verse that tells you to t- go to that school or that school, to marry that person or not, to do this or that. There isn't a verse for many of the decisions we have to make. And so I don't know how to give you the answer. I don't have an answer for you, but I want to share with you a guiding principle that has helped to guide me in my decisions, in my family, and it's also helped to guide our church. And it's found in Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 and 6. And when we have a, a child dedication, I always include this verse uh, for that child uh, as part of uh, our follow-up with that. Proverbs 3, verse 5 to 6 says this, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. It's that simple. Like, it's easy to say that. It's really hard to do that. Anybody here know what I'm talking about? Like, trust the Lord with all your heart, okay? Because I don't know about you. When I don't know what the next step is to take, I tend to panic. And years ago, I worked in a factory, as I mentioned, and I worked in this particular room, and I had an assistant that was working with me. Uh, his name was Thirunabukadasu Srini Skandamurthy. Took me a while to learn that. So we call him Sri. Right? He's from Sri Lanka. And uh, he's a great guy, great to work with, talk to, fantastic man. Uh, but he had a panic problem. If something went wrong, instead of jumping in to help, he would panic. And he would just stay in one spot and go, what can I do? What can I do? What can I do? What can I do? And this one day, we're lowering a 10-foot extru- vinyl extrusion into boiling hot oil. And we each have an end. And he drops his end in the oil. And I'm like holding it. There's oil splashing on me. It's burning me. And I'm like, ah, help. And he just starts spinning in a circle. What can I do? What can I do? And I'm thinking, do something. (laughs) Grab it. Do something. And he just panicked. And and it's funny to think about, but yet how often do we panic when we're faced with uncertainty? Uh, About three weeks ago, I was talking to my wife on the deck, and we were having a casual conversation that turned not so casual. Um, You you know what that's like. (laughs) I was... I was thinking about the stretch campaign, and so some of you who have been attending this church know that we're raising funds, and we have this commitment process, and people are giving towards uh, our mission and vision, but also that we could have a future home, a place to call home for our church someday in the near future. And so honestly, the campaign is going great, and thanks to the generosity, generosity of our people, we're, we're on track, and everything's good, and yet I literally sat there seven months into a two-year campaign, everything's going great, and I was feeling down because... We've been looking at like land and buildings and rentals. We're kind of scouring the city, looking for a home, and we haven't found anything, so I'll just tell you that. And we're not moving into Sears, so I'll just tell you that. So <laughs> that's not happening. So, so we're literally looking around, and, and, and what happened was, I, I, that day I had spent some time researching stuff, and I was just discouraged, because I, I sat and I looked at my wife and I said, maybe we'll never find a place to call home. And then she had the nerve to start preaching at me. Because uh, even the preacher needs a sermon every now and again. And she turned to me and she's just like, Are you kidding me right now? I'm like, No, seriously, it's really hard. And she said, Have you looked around? Like, have you seen what God has done in our church? Have you seen the kids and the teens and what God's doing in their lives? Have you seen the amazing, high quality people who love Jesus who are coming and part of this, partner with us, the commitments, the financial generosity? Have you seen what God is doing? And then she wasn't done. She's like, she's like, oh, and by the way, she's like, every step of the way, 
God has always provided everything we've needed when we've needed it. It's like, yeah, I know he did it then. And she just looked at me like, really? And I started to feel better about this whole thing. And it reminded me that God can be trusted. We forget that. And, and when we don't know what the next step is, and when the future seems uncertain, and we don't know what the next step is to take, sometimes we just, what can I do? What can I do? What can I do? What can I do? The psalmist says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. That's the first step. And that's not easy to do. But he invites us to do it. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Continues in this way. And lean not on your own understanding. Do not lean on your own understanding. This doesn't mean, by the way, check your brain at the door. And just some people think that to have faith in God, you have to turn off your brain. That's not true. If you're making a decision about what's next, you, you might want to make a pro and con list. Anybody ever done that? All the pros, all the cons, and you stare at it. You might want to get counsel. You might want to talk to somebody who's been there. Gather the information, pray about it, talk to somebody who can give you advice, talk to your parents. I mean, there are all kinds of things you can do with your understanding to help you move in a direction. But in the end, there are some things that even your understanding won't be able to figure out. Maybe you've been there. You made your pros and cons list, and it's a dead tie. But you've got to make the next choice. You've got to take a step. And in that moment, he says, don't lean on your understanding Trust in the Lord with all your heart. He continues to say this. In, I want to say this together. In all your ways, acknowledge him. All your ways. That means that what God requires of us is that no matter what we do, no matter where we go, no matter which job you're in, which person you marry or don't marry, uh, which career, which school, college, which friends, no matter what you do in all your ways, acknowledge him. See, that applies to all of us, wherever we are. In all your ways, acknowledge him. By the way, all your ways means you don't just acknowledge him when you're in a crisis. You acknowledge him in the good days and the bad days. You acknowledge him when you think you've got it figured out and when you know you don't. You acknowledge him in all your ways. This is the plan. And here's the promise that he makes. He doesn't say that God will tell you the next step and you won't have a hard decision to make. He doesn't say you'll figure it all out. Here's what it says. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will make straight your paths. This is, I want you to see this image. The promise is that God is with you. But this is the best part. He's working out ahead of you. That God is preparing your future for you. That as you trust him, that as you acknowledge him, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, God is already ahead of you, making straight the path, flattening it out to take you exactly where he wants you to go. Isn't that amazing? So we can trust God with our future. We can trust that as we acknowledge him, he will both be with us and be out ahead of us. This is true for each of us individually. It's also true, by the way, uh, for our church. We have a mission statement that I don't, I don't talk about a lot, but I want to share it with you today. Our, our mission statement as a, as a church, as a community, is this, to reach people who are far from God and to see them become devoted followers of Jesus. It's this idea of helping people move from, from point A Far from God to point B, maybe where they have a relationship with God, to point C, which is fully devoted follower of Jesus. There is a, a process with which they move through. And how does a person move from point A to point B to point C? Anybody know? One step at a time. That's a blank. So if you're taking notes, you want to fill that. That's an important blank. You take a step. This is what God invites us to do. He invites us all the time to take a step toward him to take a step to serve others, to take a step in generosity, to take a step into the unknown, 
The problem is, is that we don't know what's next. We don't know what's next. And so he invites us into this process. And so as a church, we have this goal of reaching people who are far from God, maybe never gone to church, know nothing about the Bible. And we want to create a place, a space like this on Sunday morning where people can come, have fun, learn about Jesus, sing, grow in their understanding, and slowly graduate in grace, taking steps towards becoming a devoted follower of Jesus. Because here's what I can tell you. It doesn't happen overnight. Anybody notice this? Like, faith is a decision. Like, I'm going to trust God. I'm going to take the first step. I'm going to receive his grace. But there's just a whole bunch of steps that come after that. And you just keep graduating step by step, level by level, increasing in grace and knowledge of the Lord Jesus. That's our goal. Create a place where people can continually take steps. And we have kids programming and youth programming and groups and all kinds of ways that people can engage and take steps in their faith. But that's our goal, to help people take steps from where they are now to where uh, God would have them be. You know, uh, many, many years ago, as we were um, preparing to launch Pathway Church, this is about nine years ago, my wife and I and a few young couples that were part of the original launch team, we, uh, we were praying and preparing to launch Pathway Church. And we had no money and we had no people. We just believed that God was calling us to do this thing. And so we started preparing for it and planning for it. And at the center of, of all of it, the vision that God gave us was to help people take steps. Help them take steps. Take steps from where they are to where God would have them be. And this was the, the idea that we had. And, and one of the things we knew was that in order for our church to thrive and do what God calls us to do, we would have to be extremely passionate about the next generation. And the underlying question that was driving so much of our time and money invested and many of the people that came along with us was this question of what is the faith of the next generation worth? What's it worth? And the answer we came, the conclusion we came to, is it's worth everything. And so we've been pouring our, our heart into it. You got to see the video of baptisms. That's, that's people praying. That's people giving. That's small group leaders showing up weekly. That's parents investing in their kids. That's all of it working together to see kids and teens taking steps in their faith. But guess what? As cool as it is to celebrate all the little kids and teens taking steps in their faith and education, what steps are you taking? What steps am I taking? Are you graduating in grace? Are you moving forward into what's next? Because that's our heart for you. And we know that that's what God has for us. I have these uh, buckets for some of you uh, about eight years ago. So track with me. Nine years ago, we were planning to launch the church. Eight years ago, we had launched the church. We were six months in, and we had something called a vision night. And I shared this bucket illustration that I'm going to share with you now. How many of you were here for that and remember the buckets? Okay, there's a few hands going up. There were a few in the first service. Uh, the reason why there's not a lot of hands is because there was like 40 adults, and there were 20 kids, little kids, all in the back watching a movie. And uh, we were in this gym. We had this whole gymnasium with like 40 people. So it was like this little section. And I stood there and passionately shared with them the plan. It was like, hey, I shared these buckets, and I explained it in this way, and I want to share it with you again today. So there are three kinds of people that will attend Pathway Church. There's A-bucket people, B-bucket people, and C-bucket people. And then I went on to explain what each bucket represented. The A-bucket person is somebody who comes to Pathway Church and sits in the, in the seats, has a coffee, puts their kids in the program, and receives from the church. Uh, man, that hopefully they hear about Jesus, and they begin to take steps in their faith. But our goal is that if they stay there for a little while, that they'll graduate in grace and move into the B-bucket. And the B-bucket is, uh, these are people who have said, you know what? I'm so thankful for the church and what it's done for me and my family. Uh, I want to take steps to now contribute something. 
So the B-bucket people are people who then begin to serve in some way, begin to contribute. Maybe they join a group and they begin to become part of the fabric of the church. Uh, They begin to not just receive stuff from the church, but also to give something back. And that's super important that people continue to graduate in this direction. So I was saying at the time, we had a lot of A-bucket people, like out of the 40, and it was like, hey, I want to invite you to take a step into this B-bucket and begin to contribute. And then there's the C-bucket people. And the C-bucket people are leaders. They're people that are not just saying, hey, how can I give something back? But they're saying, how can I lift others up? And there are some C-bucket people who are leading programs in our church, who are leading groups of volunteers, who are going above and beyond with financial generosity, not only to contribute something for themselves, but literally to lift others in the church up through their generosity, service, love, and prayer. You understand, this is a huge thing. And what I was trying to explain to everyone that day is that as a church, in order for us to accomplish our mission of reaching people who are far from God, many of them will begin here. We need to move people. They need to graduate from the A bucket into the B bucket. I've got a bunch of fruit and some peas, and there's an egg over easy. I don't know why that's in with the fruit. Anyway, so I'm moving. These represent people, and we're moving people from the A bucket into the B bucket, and then there are people who will graduate into the C bucket and, and begin to step into leadership positions. And so there's this graduation, this progressive movement of people headed in this direction. It's funny to me now because as I talked to this tiny group of people, I said, look, if we will commit to doing this, if we will grow in our faith and continue all of us to take whatever step God's calling us to move forward, we'll make space for other people to come and be part of our community. And I pretty much promised, it's on video somewhere, I pretty much promised that if we would do this, if we would honor God by taking steps forward, that he would grow the church. And, and those 40 adults have turned into over 400 adults that call our church home. And those 20 kids have turned into 200 teens and children that are part of our church family. And that's happened because many of the people in that room heard what I said and began to take steps. And so today I want to invite all of us, not, not to make a rash decision, but to consider what next step is it that God has for me? What's God calling me to do? Whether it's in this church serving, doing something, or whether it's outside of the church, it's, it doesn't matter to me. What matters to me is that we're growing, that we're growing in our faith, that we're growing in our commitment, that we're saying yes to God and taking steps into the unknown, trusting Him. Because I've discovered this, a growing church happens when it's full of growing people. If the people in the church, in the community, are willing to say yes to God and keep taking steps forward, everything grows. And, And you may not know this, but like at the time there was a handful of people doing all of the volunteer work and... You know, there was a lot of A-bucket people that initially came to the church because they were checking us out. If our whole church was A-bucket people, we'd all be sitting on the floor. (laughs) There'd be no sound system, there'd be no kids' ministry, there'd be no parking lot, no coffee. Everyone would just come and, I don't know, I guess I would do something, (laughs) preach or something. But, But, like, we needed people to move in this direction, and people have, and that's why we see what we see. It's people heeding the call and stepping into what God has for them. So, So today I want to invite all of you to prayerfully consider what does that look like for you. Um, I got no objective. I just want to see you taking your next step. Because as you take your next step and grow, the church grows. That's the way it works. And so today, uh, there's a couple questions on that. Um, there's a couple questions on that little card. And so if you have one, I would love you to grab that card. You can share one uh, with, a, with a friend or spouse if you want. Um, just go ahead and grab that card. And there's a couple questions on there. And I want to just pose these questions to you as the church. And if you're a guest with us, you can just write something down there if you want, or you can ignore this part if you want. 
Uh, you can give us feedback, whatever you want to do with those cards. You can hand these in afterwards, put your name on them or don't. On the back, that's fine. Uh, we're going to take the answers to these questions and pray over them as a staff and see what God has for us as a church. The first question is this, how can we reach people who are far from God? What does it look like for us as a church to move the mission forward? And so I want to give you a moment to just fill that in. Maybe God's put something on your heart that a way in which we could better as a church reach people who, who are far from God. Maybe you have friends, you have family that you care about and you want them to come to know Jesus. And, and maybe the church has a part to play in that. Maybe Pathway has a part to play in that story. So you can just go ahead and write down on that card what we might do to reach people. The, uh, the second question that, that's a follow-up to that as you're filling it in is this. What's my part in making that happen? I save that for a second because sometimes people are really eager to give suggestions. Uh, but what's God calling you to do? You know, If God's put that on your heart, maybe he's asking you to do something about it. So go ahead and, and, and fill that out. Um, on the back of the card, there's an opportunity to volunteer here in our like Sunday context. I know, uh, by the way, I was looking at some stats this week. Most churches in Canada, in fact, 80% of churches never pass the 200 attendance mark. That's a lot. 80% of the churches in Canada will never pass 200 attendees. We passed that a long time ago. I was excited this week as we had some cards come in three or four weeks ago for new volunteers we are right at the threshold of passing 200 volunteers in our church. That's this B bucket, which is amazing. Yeah. So we're already seeing people taking those steps. And I put those volunteer cards there, not because I want to pressure anybody. It's not, it has nothing to do with that. We just, we rarely ever give people the opportunity to just say, oh yeah, I want to help. And here's how I can. So if you fill out the card on the back and hand it in on their way out today, um, we'll just contact you. One of our staff will contact you, say, how can we plug you in? How can we get you engaged? Not everyone's going to be a hyper-volunteer for Pathway. Some of you, God's calling you to do things outside the church. That's fine. But if you want to help us um, in a practical way on a Sunday, you can fill that card out. Just make it super easy. So uh, I want to pray. I want to close our time. Because, again, my goal as a pastor and my goal as a leader here is to encourage you to take your next step. Because I believe that if all of us in this room keep taking our next step, if we're all willing to trust God and take whatever step he leads us to, um, it's best for everyone. And that's my goal. So, Father, thank you for this morning. Thank you for this message. We thank you for the students who are graduating and making transitions, and we celebrate that. And, Lord, today um, we ask the question, what next step do you have for each and every one of us? Maybe some of us are already in our sweet spot doing exactly what you want us to do, and we're in a, in a season where we are just working, head down. Uh, but others, God, you're calling us to take steps forward in some way. So, God, may we today hear your voice. May we today take a step of faith into the unknown, trusting that you are with us and that you're going ahead of us. For those here today, God, who are trying to make decisions about their future, I know how stressful that can be, and they want answers. I pray today that we would be reminded that you are faithful, that you're with us as we take the next step, and that as we look to you and acknowledge you, you're making the way straight ahead of us. Thank you that we can trust that you are with us, even when, in our understanding, things don't make sense. Thank you for every person here today. Thank you for all the people in this church who have, who have stepped forward uh, to help us move the mission forward and to reach people. Many people are in this room today because someone else took a step forward to make space for them. Help us do that for others. In Jesus' name.
Thanks for listening to the Pathway Church Podcast. If you'd like to reach out to us, go to our website, pathwaylife.com. And as always, don't forget to subscribe. See you next week.